Hi, everyone. Today, I would like you to meet Chris Neeb, the president of Franchise Evolution Partners. Chris, welcome. Thank you for having me. Good afternoon. Chris, can you share a little bit about Franchise Evolution uh, Partners and what you do? Yeah, so we started the company back in 2019 with a family office based here in Colorado. The idea was to help them identify brands that they could ultimately acquire, help build and grow, and then sell off. And as we were going through that process, what typically happens is what happens with all investment bankers and investment groups is you have a solid number in place, and then they start to figure out who the fund is and who the dollars are. And then you know, founders have founder syndrome where they want a bigger number based on what they built as their baby. So what we decided to do was reverse engineer our company to go in and become more of a franchise sales organization, help these brands build and grow first, and then ultimately look at, for, at them for investment opportunities. So it was a very unique way to speed up a due diligence process for an investment group to understand what these guys are really like as a franchisor. Do they have good validation? Do they pay their bills on time? Are they building their brand the right way that we've seen successful brands build it? And we use sales as a tool to get us there. Right. Well, by working with them, you really know everything you need to know about the company. You really do. You really do. It really does help. And it helps them identify, are these guys good people to work with? Do we want to ultimately put an investment into their business? So that's the goal is, is to look for investment opportunities, but using sales to get us there. Right. And so tell us a little bit about like uh, your process of helping a company. Like what was that look like? You know, it changes when we'll get brands that are brand new. They might have five, 10 corporate locations open and they're just starting to get into franchising. So mm -hmm. we help them identify the right attorneys, put their disclosure documents together, make sure they have the right operations management team in place or an ops manual. And then we ultimately help them put a budget together to help them identify how do I, how to literally identify franchisees. But then we get brands at over over 100 units that are just stuck. They've said, gosh, we, we've got it to a certain point. We've got 100 locations open. We just need new blood. We need something new with new processes and systems to come in place. We can help them go from 100 to 200 or 200 plus. So it's fun. I get that entrepreneur franchisor who's brand new into the game and wants to build and grow a big business. Whereas recently, we've seen bigger brands approach us that say, hey, we, we want to get to that next level. We're kind of stuck where we are stagnant. How can we put better systems in place to get us there? And we help them do that too. Right. So whether someone wants to convert into a franchise, get mm -hmm. their franchise to the next level, or they're looking to potentially position themselves to exit at some point, it's a great opportunity. And we've had that example. We've had it a few times where we have a brand right now that we're working with that probably gets investors or private equity groups calling them once a week. We've had another brand who was just acquired by Rourke Capital last year, and we're staying on board because of our systems. So it, it's fun to say you get the new guys that come in that want to build and grow a big business, whereas then you've got the others who have a big business who already have that exit in place or they have an idea of that exit, and we help them get there. Right. And do you have some uh, stories of sp some specific companies or things that you guys have helped people with specifically? Yeah, let's let's use, you know, we just talked about Rourke. Let's kind of work our way backwards from that. So Safe Splash, which is owned by Streamline Brands, um, had a great system in place, about a hundred plus franchisees open in multiple countries, and just said, Hey, we're stuck. Uh, we need a team of people to come in and help us grow a bigger business faster. We came in and awarded more franchises for them in the first six months than they've ever done year over year over year, which is pretty interesting because they're so big. And as we started hitting different record numbers for them, 
they were approached by Rourke. And so Rourke came in and just said, hey, we want to put systems in place. We want to buy out the founders and keep them on for a period of time to give them their exit because they have such a solid business model that we were able to put the right systems and sales tools in place and budgets to make sure we were helping market their business the right way to identify franchisees. And ultimately, when they were acquired, you know, typically what you see with private equity is they want to use their own systems, their own people. But they said, gosh, you guys are hitting it on all cylinders. Just keep doing what you're doing for us. Now, we were a little upset because, of course, we would have loved, loved that opportunity to put an investment in. But when you're talking about the 800-pound gorilla investments in franchising, there's only so much you can do. So um, they've done incredibly well. We've hit record years, year over year, for about almost three years now. Um, they've done a very good job with their systems. So it's fun that you can kind of swing that pendulum over to say, you know, on one side, we're doing a lot with a, a group that's owned by a very large private equity group, whereas on the other side, we've got some younger concepts. We have a Korean barbecue concept called Deji that he's been on the Food Network a bunch of times. He has an incredible operation, incredible earnings opportunities that you just don't see in restaurant concepts. And he's kind of said, hey, let's let's not grow this too fast. Let's make sure I have the right systems and tools in place and be responsible with my growth. Yet we've awarded the entire state of Indiana. We've had multiple units being acquired typically every month, if not every other month. Uh, based on his budget and goals. So we're really careful to make sure they can do it the right way, but they're looking for responsible growth uh, just to really make sure they put the right systems in place. Right. Well, I've seen the item 19 on that one and uh, yeah. it would be hard to hold it back. <laughs> it's fun to say when you see a restaurant concept that's netting 600,000 on a $2 million top line, like that's pretty impressive with very low labor. So it, it's a fun one to work with. That's for sure. What are um, what are some things that you look for in a brand? If if a brand came to you yeah. uh, and you were gonna um, consider working with them, what are some uh, things that you look for in those brands? You know, you, you really want to get to know the team really well. So we spend a lot of time really understanding who the executives are, what are their goals, what's their budget look like, and can they be realistic? We always want to see open territories, right? Because that helps guys and teams and companies like ours grow and build a big business. But sometimes you got to really make sure that they have what it takes. Um, we've seen companies before and we worked with them where they say all the right stuff, but then they just don't do all the right stuff. So we really want to identify some key points. We want to make sure that they have a great process in place. If not, we help them build that. We want to make sure they have a decent budget to help, you know, pay to get there. I hate to say it that way, but it's, it's a race and you got to spend to really build a big business. We look at their systems. Uh, we look in, you know, into their validation and make sure they have happy franchisees because that ultimately can help you grow a bigger business faster. But really getting to know the founders becomes pretty important for us because we want to, again, we're looking for a marathon opportunity, not a sprint. And when you get to know the founders during the process of seeing if we want to work together, it really helps us identify if it is the right fit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I can see that. Well, what would be uh, a just give us an example yeah. of the process when you talk with a company of uh, what you would take them through. I know you have different things that you're doing for them, yeah. but sometimes they just don't understand the process and how it works. You know, I look at first and foremost, how are they going to get a franchisee open? You know, from the time somebody falls in love with your concept, if they're newer or more established and they learn everything about the business, how long does it take them to get open? Because all of us have been through this in this industry. The minute somebody signs a franchise agreement and gives you a check, they're ready. Like they don't want to think that it's going to take them six, eight, 10, 12 months to get open. 
So it's really making sure they have a good opening process for that franchisee. That helps work our way backwards because then we can look at what does the education process need to be to make sure we do bring on the right types of franchisees. So as we're getting to know that founder, is it a, hey, we just want franchisees, we'll figure it out as we go type of approach? Or is it, we want to really make sure we're on the right type of franchisee. So then after our 10th or 15th or 20th franchisee that's open, they're still in the system. We don't want to get them out somehow. So we do spend a lot of time really trying to understand what they're looking for and who they want as a franchisee before we do too much into this. Because um, it just helps us identify, you know, what's this opportunity look like short-term and long-term for that franchise candidate ultimately, um, and more importantly for the franchisee. And then um, how long does it typically take? Uh, so when you're going to work with someone, you have to evaluate them, create a plan and implement that plan. How long does that typically take? You know, when we look at a brand, a brand up front, we tell them it's going to take us 60 to 90 days to learn how to be you. I mean, we're going to send our team out to the corporate location or to the corporate offices to really be trained on their systems and understand what it looks like. And then that helps us build that education process to ultimately launch that brand. So email campaigns, text campaigns, they're just so incredibly important in this day and age. I mean, I think people are reading text messages more than emails now. So we've got to be more effective towards what we ultimately do to build those systems first and foremost. But then ultimately, when we launch that brand, it's ensuring that we put the right lead generation strategies together for them. And that could take us another 60 days on top of that. So we are big fans of let's go ahead and under promise and over deliver on all of that. Can we deliver and start working a brand within 30 days, 30 to 45 days? Yes. But if we want to make sure we do it right and, and really work our way into this, we're probably, you know, call it four to six months just to make sure that we're off and running all, on all cylinders. Right. Because I think one of the worst things you could do is to run a bunch of traffic at something that's not ready to be ramped up and replicated. It's tough. And, and we all have stories of this and, and everybody does that you get thrown into a brand right away. And all of a sudden it's one of those, gosh, we don't even know what we're talking about yet. We're reading a website at the same time a candidate's reading a website. And it's not that it doesn't work and you can't use your sales process to close a deal, but it's just not genuine and it's just not honest. And it's just, it really makes sure that you're doing it the right way on behalf of ultimately the candidate and the franchisor to identify the right types of opportunities for them. Right. And what can a company do on their end to prepare for this opportunity to talk to you and maybe even shortcut that process on their side? Yeah, it's a great question. I think that this would help anybody. It's, it's really making sure you have education tools. You know, you're seeing more and more videos that are out there talking about the concept, presenting the concept over, having lots and lots of pictures of your business just that can be used in any kind of marketing opportunity. I think you've really got to get testimonials from your franchisees or even your customers because people want to know. I don't live near you. What's the food taste like? I don't live near a location, but I want to know what the experience is like. So you've got to be able to give people kind of what something really quick can help them understand the concept more. And I think if a franchisor comes in with videos, logos, PowerPoint presentations that don't, don't even need to have con content in them, it just speeds things up. So I think the more that they can do from a marketing front up front, it's just going to speed up that growth because that's a lot of what ends up having to be put together for franchisors up front. Yep. And I've seen them not having uh, the simple things like good, accurate pictures, like pictures of the in. If it's a retail space, pictures of the outside, pictures of the inside. If there's food, pictures of the food, professional mm -hmm. pictures of the food. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and all that stuff because that's what people are 
looking to buy. And also they'll take pictures of it before grand opening when it's completely empty empty and looks super expensive. And me, I'm like, I don't want to look at something that looks super expensive and empty. Yeah. <laughs> I like they have pictures on opening day where there's people waiting in line and eating and the place is busy because people are buying a busy place, not, yeah. not an empty place. And, and it becomes so incredibly important to see that, right? And I think that that's such a major piece is we all have an iPhone. We all see the commercials that we're all professional photographers now. I still can't take a clean photo. My wife would tell you that all day long. Why are your pictures so blurry? I don't know. I'm doing what Apple tells me. I just hit a button. But spending the resources up front to have those pictures becomes so incredibly important because to your point on food, someone's got to look at a picture and say, yeah, I want to eat that. Yeah, I want to try that. Whereas we can't send barbecue in the mail, right? We're not a bakery that you can send cookies overnight and then they're great the next morning. So you've got to have something that just stands out and makes it look really nice up front. Any retail concept, same thing. It could be a gym. When we have a fitness concept that we work with where their videos and their pictures are absolutely incredible and he has a franchising background, right? So it just changed what that ultimately looked like for their concept. And even if it's home-based, it could be, and I'm looking out my window at a tree. If it's a tree service business, cut down a tree. Just, you know, the little things that just help people wrap their head around what it looks like just speeds everything up. Yep, I agree. Well, uh, Chris, I really appreciate uh, the time that we had uh, together today. And I just want to tell everybody, if you want to have a conversation with Chris and uh, see if you're a good fit for them, they're a good fit for you, you can click on the button next to this video, uh, fill out your form, and they will uh, respond back to you um, ASAP. Perfect. Thanks, Thanks so much. Everyone. Have a great day.